Welcome back to the Let's Talk Forex podcast. This is our 11th episode. Last week, we compared Tickmill and HFM, two of our favorite brokers, side by side, and we spoke about their trading conditions, their platforms, uh, their education, their market research, and their customer service. For the next two episodes, we're going to cover the top 10 beginner mistakes, the first five in this episode and the next five in the following episode. As always, please like and share and subscribe to our podcast. Enjoy. Hey, Chris, how's it going today? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Alison. How are you? Yeah, good. It's very chilly in South Africa. We finally hit winter mid-August, which is, well, beginning of August, which is quite interesting. Um, so I'm not feeling as sunny as I was, but I guess it had to happen at some stage. Um, and you're pretty hot that side, I'm sure. Yes, no, Portugal is in midsummer right now. Um, it's, so it's regularly 30 degrees. So I'm sitting here in, um, in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. Um, sheltering in my basement so I don't get too hot. <laughs> Sounds amazing. This week we decided to cover um, mistakes that beginners make when trading, which are really important because most forex traders lose money. Um, I think this is no secret. Depending on your broker, there's anywhere between 60% to 90%, believe it or not, of traders lose money. But the thing that most people don't realize is that most trades are profitable trades, even the trades made by beginners. Uh, so what this means is that traders make money on most of their trades, but then they're losing a lot more on a very small number of trades. And there are a number of reasons for this. And, and uh, most of these reasons are avoidable. And really what we're trying to do here is... Um, is to try and avoid any beginners that are listening to this podcast. We want to avoid you just becoming another one of these uh, another one of these statistics. We're trying to help you become a more profitable trader. Yeah, and that would be amazing if we could see those stats go down on the broker's sites. So from the get-go, um, and something we've discussed many times before, choose a good broker. Um, and we always advise about against choosing an unregulated broker. Those are brokers without regulation. And we, as we showed you last week, um, at the bottom of each broker's website, you will find that they have different authorities that oversee their activities and they'll have a license number and you can actually go onto the different registers and check that the broker is regulated. Um, we always talk about different tiers of regulators. Of course, you've got the FCA and ASIC, um, the FCA from the UK, ASIC from Australia. These are our top tier regulators. They're, if you see a broker is regulated by the FCA and ASIC, you will know that, that that broker is not going to scam you. They adhere to very, very strict rules. Um, and these brokers also obviously segregate client money from their own operating capital, so they cannot use the client money in their, in their operations. Um, they also often give traders negative balance protection, which means that traders can't lose more than their initial deposit, which is very important. It also means that you will, will never end up owing the broker money if you trade, for example, with leverage. Um, and then there are also all sorts of other safeguards they often put in place, such as um, insurances and, you know, um, if, the, if the broker goes into liquidation, you you will not lose your money, you'll get your money back. So the regulated brokers have a lot of a lot of safeties in place to ensure that their traders are protected. And you can also go to these authorities if you feel like you've been 
um, unfairly treated and um, report these issues to these regulators. Then, as I, you know, I've spoken about the top tier regulators, but you also get lower tier regulators, um, such as the FSA of Seychelles and the FSC of Mauritius. And these are not, these regulators aren't as good. So they don't provide as good oversights. And there's in fact, a lot of brokers that use these regulators so that they can onboard traders from, from countries outside Australia and the UK or Europe. So South Africans, for example, are often onboarded um, to international brokers through the FSA. This also means that they can offer traders higher leverage. But of course, with higher leverage, you know, you, you take on, on a big risk with trading with these brokers. So it's just something to be aware of, that there are different tiered um, regulators with, with various brokers. Um, I don't want to go into too much more detail. We have spoken about this at length in our, our previous episodes. Another thing that we really go into is what it, to be very aware of is non-transparent brokers. If you can't see the deposit and withdrawal methods on the on the broker's website, if you can't see the spreads, very important. If you can't understand the trading costs um, with the broker that you're going to trade with, just be aware that there might be something else going on. Um, and if they're not a transparent about the minimum deposits or you're not sure about the commissions that will be charged, just keep an eye out or dig a little bit deeper or ask customer service so that you, you're sure that you've ticked all the boxes that we spoke about in, the, in, in previous episodes. And lastly, of course, you will want to avoid scam brokers. So um, as we pointed out in the last episode, if you find that the, the broker is transparent, that you cannot find the authorities um, which they claim to be regulated with, if their website is full of grammar and spelling mistakes, or they've got guaranteed, they say they've got guaranteed returns, red, red flags, stay away from these brokers and, and go to our website and, and look, for, look for a good, reputable broker. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah we, we covered scam brokers in great detail um last week it's definitely those you see any of those red flags run for the hills uh but then there's also there's a lot of legitimate brokers out there who are just not really suitable for beginners um uh so you want to be watch out if you're a beginner starting make sure you don't you don't have a broker with a really high deposit high minimum deposit you don't want to risk that much money when you're first starting out and some brokers have high trading costs you know they're legitimate but they have high trading costs so make sure you watch out for those as you were saying like um you know, the look at the published spreads, calculate your costs, figure out how much it's going to cost you to trade, or just uh, go to our website and have a look. We we have um we have a metric that we measure, which is trading cost of one lot of Euro USD, and that kind of gives you a good average. Another thing to look for is demo accounts that expire. This is actually very common with brokers that um, after two or three weeks, your demo account will close down, basically forcing you into using a live account, often when you're not prepared, when you're not ready to start trading uh, with real money. Um, and another one to look out for with brokers is um, some of them use complex trading platforms that are just not suitable for beginners. Uh, they take time. Some of these uh, trading platforms, like um, I can think of the top of my head, I think it's FX Pro, use something called Iris. That's uh, really, it's made for um, very experienced stock traders. And you need to avoid jumping straight into that kind of thing. So yeah, the important thing is to take time choosing your broker. Uh, consider what you want. What are you trying to get out of this while you're, you know, while you're learning? And use uh, reliable referral sources like us, like our websites, like the fxscouts.com. FX tradeforexsa.co.za in South Africa. 
have a read around, do your research, um, and then once you start on the once you started trading, uh, test test the broker, use a demo account, and poke around, and and if you are going to go live, make sure that you that you do small trades first. Yeah, and that brings us basically to mistake number two: skipping practice on a demo account. Um, we cannot. Um, emphasize how important demo accounts are for beginner traders um, and this is for many reasons. Firstly, they allow traders to familiarize themselves with the platforms as some, some of you were talking about earlier. Um, so if a, tra- if a broker has a very complex trading platform, you really, really want to get to know what you're doing. You want to know how to open a trade, how to close a trade. Um, you want to know how to choose your instruments, how to create watch lists. And if you're the first time you come onto a trading platform and you start trading real money, you're likely going to lose your money if you don't know how to you know, put these different um, stop losses and take profits and um, all the different risk management tools in place. And also brokers have different platforms, as, as you also say, Chris. Um, some brokers offer the standard MT4 and MT5, which if you've traded before, you'll probably know how to, you know, know your way around these platforms. But if the broker has a specialized trading platform like IG, for example, with their L2 dealer platform, you really do know, need to know what you're doing. So, yeah, we always advise go for a demo and use the platforms. Open every single thing on the platform put in that virtual money and and try out all the different features on the platforms. The demo accounts are also important for allowing you to practice, you know, as I said, opening and closing your trades. Um, and when you put in those virtual funds, like I did for the first time, when I started trading on demo accounts, it was almost guaranteed as I put that money in, I would immediately start losing money, which I think was fortuitous because I didn't then go and Put real money into those platforms. I realized just how difficult it is to speculate on the different instruments. And only once I I learned how to research and understand the fundamental and technical data um, was I able to speculate in in the right way. And it also allows traders to practice different trading strategies, such as setting up, as I said, take profit and stop losses, which are very important in trading, and they are important for reducing your risk. And lastly, you can practice with the different technical indicators and practice with expert advisors, which is also something that takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of strategizing as well. So we always recommend that that beginners try their demo accounts um, before they start with real trading so that they can also feel those real market conditions. Yeah, exactly. No demos, demo accounts are the number one priority for any beginner. And a lot of a lot of like brokers will try and push you into opening a live account first. And yeah, don't do that. Always demo, 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 and de- and use a demo account for as long as you want. There is no rush in forex trading. The forex market isn't going anywhere. You can use your demo account for as long as you want until you feel fully comfortable well, with your broker and with the platform. And Probably the most common mistake, number three on our list, is a lack of education. Forex is forex trading is difficult. It requires training. Um, it requires knowledge of various sectors. And a lot of uh, beginner forex traders jump in without even knowing the basics sometimes. There's different kinds of education, and they're all equally important in their own ways. I mean, there's you need to understand how platforms work, so just basic uh, technical information on platforms. So you need to understand stand charting candlesticks uh what these look like i think we've covered them in a previous episode uh what they mean uh the different time frames how to use the different time frames and charts the different instruments how to access the different instruments and how to switch between time frames and the instruments uh there's also the basic forex education you know so this is just a terminology you know what does going long mean what does going short mean and then you know the order types um so you know what's a stop loss what's a trailing stop loss how do i set a stop loss 
Uh, what's a pip? What, how much is a lot? What's the difference between a micro lot and a nano lot? Uh, so all this kind of terminology you need to have a grip on. And then this is good enough to get you started. But then what you really need if you're going to be a profitable forex trader is uh, is financial education. You need to understand fundamental analysis. You need to understand geopolitics. You need to understand uh, how interest rates affect currencies. You need to know why central banks raise and lower interest rates and how this affects has knock-on effect in economies and therefore currencies. And once you have this understanding of fundamental analysis, then you can start think about what you're going to trade, which instruments you're going to trade. So if you're going to trade the euro USD, then you need to understand what changes, what affects the price movement of the euro USD. What are the fundamentals behind the euro USD? And then you, once you understand what drives those prices, you can uh, then then you can look at its historic performance vis-a-vis geopolitical events and economic events. And um, and then you can start to predict uh, future performance based on what you think is going to happen to the global economy. In here, also with education, you need to understand how to calculate spreads. You need to understand to calculate commissions, your costs. You need to understand how to calculate your risk attached to those costs. And with risk, you need to understand your leverage. I mean, this is a huge part of, of the risk, um, is understanding how leverage affects your trading. And depending on your leverage level, how much risk does that add? Finally, and probably most importantly, out of all of this stuff, once you've built this foundation, you need to understand technical analysis. And this is price movement theory, um, often called Dow theory. You'll hear different names for it. And this is chart patterns, support and resistance levels, when to enter a market, when to exit a market, what to look for. This is the real crux of education. And, and without a kind of holistic approach to all of this education, um, you're going to find it you're going to find it very difficult to consistently be a profitable profitable trader. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into understanding forex trading. This is this is almost a, a university degree in itself, although you can sort of stand on the the shoulders of giants and and learn this from from traders and just doing your own research. Um, but that brings us to our next point, uh, know your chosen instruments. So a lot of traders go into forex trading without really understanding um, from, as you said, from a fundamental point of view, the, the different instruments that they're looking to trade. And what you really have to know when you choose an instrument is what drives the price of your chosen instrument. So if you choose the euro USD, you've got to understand then how interest rate hikes will affect it, uh, whether consumer confidence affects it. In the case of uh, cryptocurrencies, that's a very important point um, because that's what drives crypto trading as opposed to euro USD, which is based on, you know, which is a more fundamental um, instrument. Um, the business confidence in the instrument uh, or the business in the in the various regions that drive that instrument and then things like non-farm payrolls. Um, so you've got to look for and really understand the historical precedents and uh, in order to make, um, you know, to speculate on your instrument. So doing your research is very, very important. But a lot of brokers do provide webinars and they go quite a, in, into quite a lot of detail. They, they often have daily market reports that are published on their websites. So you really do want to have, um, you know, your ducks in a row and, and make sure that you really do understand what's going on with that instrument if you're going to make an educated guess during your speculation. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it's a good point you make about brokers having um, having a lot of research available. They'll, you know, daily market stuff, they're running webinars, they provide trading opportunities. So it's really important if you're with a good broker and they offer this, they offer this kind of stuff, use it, do your research, it's it's going to it's going to serve you well. Um, this brings us on to number five, mistake number five, which is risking more money than you can afford to lose. 
And this we see over and over again. And it comes back to my it comes back to my point at the beginning is that most forex traders lose money, and and a lot of beginners uh, they start with they start with too much money in their trading account and lots of optimism. They think they're gonna you know they're gonna do fantastic. Look at this, it's nice and easy. How can this be difficult? And they'll put more money in than they should, and then they get sucked in, then uh, and they lose it all. And often when beginners do that, when they lose when you lose more money than you want to on something, you're not going to come back to it. I mean, this is just true in life as it is for forex trading. And this is so a lot of beginners who who step in, lose more money than they can afford, lose their shirt, and then they walk away from forex trading forever. So I, I think the point is here, start small, start really small. You know, don't start with a cent account, start with a micro account. Don't lose more than you can afford until you until you feel no, never lose more than you can than you can afford. But don't don't throw don't throw don't throw a lot of money at this to start off with. Um, don't be another statistic. That's the the what we hear in all our stories and our scam stories is people say they had to borrow money from a friend in order to you know withdraw their money from the scam broker. Um, if you're if you're borrowing money to trade, yeah, it's a serious issue. You really should not be doing that because it means that you cannot afford to lose that money. Yeah, exactly, and and yeah, and it's, you know, forex is yeah. You you certainly if you yeah if you can't afford to lose more money, then you certainly can't afford to lose your friends' money, you know, or your family or whoever. Yeah, so just don't do that. Keep it small. Forex trading, there's no guaranteed returns. This is not a get rich quick scheme, and uh, you're probably you're probably gonna lose more than you earn at first, but that's okay. And if you keep it small, that's gonna be fine, and you can treat it as a learning experience. Yeah, well, I think we've covered quite a lot this episode, Chris. Um, we have quite a few more points, but uh, we, we thought we'd actually do that in the next part of this this series. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to chatting again next week. Yeah, thanks so much, Alison. Speak to you soon. Great. Thanks, Chris. Bye. <laughs>